0: Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by legitmtg.com. Strategy, streams and singles, legitmtg has it all. Oh yeah, now us. So check us out every Friday. Friday on legitmtg.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Logic what up.
1: I woke up this morning. I said this. Uh yeah. If life is a third of a grade, I filled out the
0: skin. Hey everybody, welcome back to YoMTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe.
1: And I'm Stephen Marshall.
0: And we have a Joey Pasco list show for you this week. Much to your disappointment, I'm sure. First of all, I wanted to say that uh, I've rekindled an old flame, if you will. Um, I got a new phone because I was tired of my old phone being horrible. Um, and I got a big, fancy iPhone 6 Plus. You know, I already don't notice how big it is. Like, I, like it's Like, been about a week, and I already, like... It already just feels like a normal size phone to me, which is nice. Which it is a normal size phone. It's a normal size portable phone from the nineties. <laughs> but anyway, my point is, um, I downloaded Ascension, uh, which is the uh, deck building game that was created by uh, Justin Gary, Brian Kibler, and Rob Doherty. Um, I I mean, I love this game. I I have the like the board, like, the actual physical copy of the original game. Bought it day one when it came out. Uh, but my buddy, uh, the Niz, convinced me or said, hey, you should download Ascension and play it with me. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll try it. So I downloaded just the basic game. The basic game is free. And I loved it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is so awesome. And then I down- I actually paid like eight bucks for a bundle of like three of the expansions and three of the promo packs. I've been playing this game like, non-stop. My productivity is, like, through the floor, and my life is over. Um, but anyway, just a, just props to those guys for putting out a great game. And, Stephen, I know you've never played it before. Uh, no. It's definitely a game worth checking out. Um, you, I mean, I, we can even play it on my phone offline. Like, you know what I mean? Just, like, passing the phone, and you can do multiple players like that. Um and you can also download it online. We could play it over the phone. Uh, it's a cool game. It's worth checking out. It's a lot of fun. I'm starting to get really, really good with these expansions. Um, uh, so uh, anyway, uh, another piece of business. Um, Lake Worth, Texas. Okay, it is. Uh, it's the suburbs of Fort Worth. I lived there for three years, um, and I hated it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, I didn't necessarily hate it, okay? But as someone who doesn't drive a car, it was one of... It was just awful. Like, I mean, there was no... Like, I was like, I couldn't take a bus to school. I couldn't take a bus to work. Um, it was hot all the time, it feels like. It was hot, like, year-round. And, and there was no store to play Magic at for, for miles and miles and miles. Now, I just found out... Uh, about a month ago so I'm a little behind on this announcement but there is now a store in Lake Worth uh, I still couldn't take a bus to it but I could totally walk to it probably at about 25-30 minutes from where I used to live um, it's called Sci-Fi Factory uh, mm-hmm. and it's on Lake Worth Boulevard and um, it's there, It's Sci-Fi Factory's second Fort Worth location apparently they have another store on North Beach um, but Lake Worth, man. I'm like, man, we're, I was like, I was like, talk about being like seven years too late. You know, actually, no, at this point, it's more like eight or nine years. Wow, I haven't lived in Lake Worth for a really long time. Uh, But Anyway, uh, really cool to see a store there and to see somebody uh, growing a community. We always love to see like new communities pop up and new stores and Things like that. I would have killed to have a a Lake Lake Worth store to play Magic in. Probably literally killed to have a Lake Worth store available to me. Uh, Fortunately, you don't have to do that. You can keep the cops off your tail and uh, go play at Sci-Fi Factory. Okay, Uh, and lastly, uh, I just wanted to kind of uh, briefly touch on the last couple articles on Legit MTG. uh, Because I think they've been doing some really cool articles. And there have been... a uh, a new rotation, other than some of the uh, usual authors that are on the, sh- the site. Uh, there have been a few new authors popping up here and there. Um posting uh, articles. Um, Mike Keckney for one, uh, he's been on there semi-regularly. Um, he posted an article, uh, it's a regionals tournament report for uh, playing Jeskai Just, Just tokens. Um, and then uh, two other articles that I thought were really cool. Uh, Sandro Rogelin uh, posted an article talking about entry-level legacy decks. So if you haven't played legacy before and you want to get a deck that's affordable and maybe easy to grasp, uh, Sandro's got a couple ideas for you in that regard and then lastly uh matt hazard did an article and this is right hits me right in the feels man on vintage mill (laughs) (laughs) and that just makes me super happy Uh, so you know again uh legit mtg has been hosting us uh i don't know if it's been a year yet but uh They've, they've just done such an awesome job for us, and I just wanted to send a little love their way and uh, just say thanks for everything you've done for us. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, Steven, you played in a modern PPTQ this weekend? I did. Sweet. What did you play?
1: To the surprise of no one, I played Burn.
0: Very nice. Very nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I figured uh, it'd be a chance to play the optimized list that the you know the pros put together for Pro Tour Fate Reforged. Sure and uh, you know, just make a few minor tweaks. I really liked all the changes um, that basically each team independently came to because yeah. all these decks look different than what Burn had looked like before the Pro Tour, mm-hmm. but each individual team like, came to basically the same conclusion that you want to up the number of fetch lands. Um, in an extreme case, up to 13 fetch lands, and then yeah. only, I think, six total lands you can actually fetch for, so that you could actually hit white-white for your sideboard, which is uh, for the core Firewalker, Firewalker, uh, as the sideboard, uh, you know, for the mirror match. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically I took, I think, whatever deck Seth Mansfield played in yeah. the top eight.
0: Mm-hmm. The guy uh, that I have a 1-0 record in competitive play against. Yes, go on.
1: He. So I, I basically tweeted such that, like, I just got rid of one of the, oh, I don't even remember the name of the card. It makes you sacrifice a land, and I don't like that. In a 19-land deck. Shard Volley. <laughs> Shard Volley, yeah, because it was running two, and I just never wanted to draw two, even though it is a 3 mana a uh, 3 Three damage, one mana spell, which is important because you want to eventually get to the point where you can cast two of those in one turn. I just did not like the prospect of drawing multiples of those.
0: Does it say sacrifice a mountain or sacrifice a land?
1: Oh, gosh. You know, I thought it was mountain. That'd be great if it was fetch land. That, That makes it a lot better. As an additional cost to play shard volley. Oh, sacrifice a land.
0: So there you go. You can use some of those dead fetch lands.
1: All right. Yeah. Still not in love with it.
0: Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I think it's fine to run more than one. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on it. Like, I think it's good.
1: I mean, one is fine. Two is probably acceptable. I just wanted to free Four. sideboard for the. No, my God. No.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. For, for the euro match.
1: Uh, yes, yes. So I just wanted to go up to the three main deck lightning helixes to free up because everyone had had like one lightning helix in the sideboard. and I just wanted to go to the three main deck. Yeah. And just free up some sideboard slots. Um.
0: For your sundial of the infinite.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, to to what to 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 beat the amulet deck.
0: Yeah, I know. Like because nobody loses to the no, amulet deck.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, nobody yeah, that... loses
0: to the amulet decks.
1: So that is one. Nobody of the... plays that deck. I know. So this is an argument or a discussion <laughs> that me and uh, our friend Ryan uh, Gurmore got into with uh, the sideboard. I have three molten rains and he commented that those could just as well be blood moons mm. and just be automatic wins versus some decks and my reasoning that that isn't the correct choice is that as a burn deck you spend i'd say 20 percent of your time need like just waiting to top deck a spell to deal two or three damage and win the game right because you basically empty your hand and then you're just like okay i need one more burn spell like that's <laughs> I feel like that's a quarter of my time is where I'm just like, <laughs> come on, one more. <laughs> and I, I, I hate cards that are like that aren't land that still don't win you the game like that.
0: Yeah, which is yeah. one reason
1: like why I don't like Lava Man like Grim Lavamancer, even though it's fantastic in a lot of matchups. And I, mm-hmm. I do run one main deck and I put the second one in the sideboard. Yeah, I I just don't like I don't like to draw cards that can't deal damage immediately.
0: Right, it's... I get that totally.
1: And Blood Moon is just. It's just not good. It's a horrible top deck in yeah. a burned in a burn matchup. You're not Splinter Twin where you have further disruption after the Blood Moon coming. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a control deck. <laughs> you know? Like right. half half the bad sideboard uh suggestions for burn is to make your deck into a really bad control deck, which you're just not. So it, it effectively accomplishes the same thing, like you casting a Blood Moon, it might okay, so it probably does automatically win you the game versus Amulet specifically. It doesn't automatically win you the game versus Tron, it just slows them down. But I'd rather just have Molten Rain slow them down, deal them two damage, and actually contribute to the plan of the burn deck. So I was not running Blood Moon because, you know, who who plays the Amulet combo anyway. So Yeah. I sorry, like,
0: sorry, go on, go on.
1: I know. So I uh, I show up to the tournament, and it's 15 people, uh, two of whom are actually playing Amulet. And I had about an hour before the tournament, and I thought about putting a Blood Moon in my sideboard. I did get an extra core Fireworker for my sideboard, um, since there was three other Burn decks there. <laughs> and I was already pretty happy with the three mm-hmm. in the sideboard. And online, I, I you, you have to have the four in your sideboard, just because everyone plays Burn online. <laughs> right. Uh, but I was like, okay, that's two inbred. Take that out. It's not. Let's not be silly here. But then I, I got there. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's it's going back up to four. And I decided against it because it's just – I saw multiple Tron decks. I think there's two Tron decks, which I would much rather have Molten Rain than Blood Moon versus them.
0: I don't know, man. I think I'd rather have Blood Moon.
1: Because mm, no, Blood Moon
0: just shuts it down.
1: Uh, oh, they have so many of those little – like. It doesn't win the game, though. Like, they could still, like, you know, pirate-pies no, away all no, the creatures. No, and...
0: your, no, your burn spells and stuff win the game. But, like, sure. the Blood Moon allows you to have, like, that buys you the time to win the game. That's the thing. It's like You're you, the you... burn
1: deck, though. <laughs> you're the least advantaged deck in the entire metagame to buying yourself more time. That's the opposite of what you want to be doing in a match. Oh, I know.
0: I know, but, like, the thing is, like, turn three, like, Worm Coil Engine... You almost just can't come which back beat, from
1: that. Which I beat round yeah. one.
0: All right, all right, all
1: right. <laughs> Turn three worm coil because I'm also running the four uh, main deck skull cracks. Just as a you know, I, I expect people are coming with main I think deck that, and sideboard life gain. So
0: I think I think main deck four of skull crack is is absolutely required in burn at this point, right?
1: Yeah, and I I, I have in the past run one or two. Um, Flames of the Blood Hand.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Deck, I have one in the sideboard right now.
0: Okay. Just to go I up don't. to
1: like five uh, anti-life gain. Antics, yeah. Just because I feel like, you know, Burn's got a little bit of a target on its back at this point.
0: It does, yeah.
1: Um, but no, I, I, I do not like Blood Moon. I don't even like it versus Tron. I just think it's wrong. They can, they can still eventually get up to five or six mana and just start casting all the spells. Like, it's not like they can't cast their spells once they get to the enough lands, right? And mm-hmm. they even sometimes run the, like the Talismans to kind of ramp out as well if it's the blue white oh, versus the yeah. Tron.
0: talisman
1: yeah talisman of uh I dominance can't believe that talisman actually of...
0: gets played
1: oh yeah it it just doesn't i don't I don't feel like it does enough and it's a much more flexible card than blood moon because i don't want to bring in blood moon versus uh, abzan right mhm or blue white red control because they can play around it they have basic lands in their deck they can they can fetch for them or whatever but yeah. it's fantastic on the play when you blow up their they're, they're tapped, stirring wildwood or their celestial colonnade. Um, it sets them back a turn, which is what you want. You want them to be one turn away from casting their timely reinforcements, so that you know you you cast that, blow up their third land. They're another turn behind, so that by the time they get around to actually casting their kitchen finks or timely reinforcements, you have skull crack up. It's just it, it contributes to a game state where you're favored, which is their their they're, they're, they're plan is set back. And you're progressing your plan, and the game's going to end much faster. Blood Moon is buying you time, and that's the opposite of what you want to do as a burn deck.
0: Why? Why can't you just have both in your sideboard?
1: There's only so many slots.
0: I know, but you freed up some with Lightning Helixes in uh, your like main one deck. One
1: slot, yeah. So, uh, f- so here, here are the slots that are like cannot, will not discuss, uh, must be included. Four Destructive Revelry. That's your anti, um, you know, affinity package. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it just randomly comes in versus twin versus infect because you know they have all their ink moth, ink moth nexuses and, and uh wild defiance and um oh what else? Oh they bring they go up to four spell skites, so it's actually like there's a lot of matchups where you wouldn't think to bring it in, but it has plenty of targets. Um also, you know, it, it the, the main target is Leyline of Sanctity.
0: Yeah. hmm Um I, I saw you play that man that was sick
1: <laughs> yeah uh three four, core firewalker and probably at this point four
0: <laughs> okay yeah
1: so now you're at eight so now you have to make some decisions i have one flames of the blood hand i think you le- you need at least one of those in your sideboard so now we're at nine three molten rain i think that's a requirement okay so now you're at 12 and then the rest are kind of flex spots um, I have one Grim Mancer. You could do a Searing Blood or two, depending on if you think there's like more aggro or affinity. Uh, you could do a path. So a lot of people are running one Path to Exile as an out to sideboarded Core Firewalkers, <laughs> um, and they're also doing uh, Pyrite Spell Bombs as answers to that.
0: Pyrite Spell Bomb, hallelujah!
1: Yeah, it kills it's a Core Firewalker. Yeah, it's
0: outstanding.
1: Uh, I just don't think there's room and. I'm running the 19 land version. Okay. So three mana spells are kind of iffy.
0: Yeah, I see that.
1: So I, I just don't like it. Um, And <laughs> burn is like one of the worst decks at mulliganing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just
1: like, like even if you, you have like a fistful of red and white cards and one land and you're on the play, but it's like a fetch land, that's like a, just a snap keep. That's what you yeah. signed up for. Right, <laughs> right, know? right. Uh, and yeah, I've I've kept I've kept
0: no land hands playing Affinity. I'm like, I
1: can get there! <laughs> and, and and the whole, you know, spend a card to slow him down to enact your plan, that's so bad. That's effectively mulliganing, because that's a card that doesn't deal any damage and win you the game.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I mean, every mulligan basically says your opponent gains three life, at least. Yeah,
1: and that's, yeah, yeah it's just backbreaking, so. Right. But it is an automatic win versus... Like effectively right now, the only deck I could think of is that deck, the amulet deck.
0: Now, now let me just ask you a, we, a very out of left field question.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like, considering
0: how like back breaking mulliganing is, mm-hmm. would it ever be important to be on the draw? Like, like could you? Would you ever choose to draw first? Playing no, burn? No, 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 no. I mean, just you know, because it would smooth that out. You know, it would let you go to six and you'd still know that you're taking your first turn with seven in hand. No. Just an idea. I mean, because I know it's like completely counterintuitive to like what an aggro, quote unquote, deck wants to do, but you're kind of more of a combo deck.
1: You are a combo of, deck. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, so, you're not an aggro deck. So what if you I mean? What if you did just like choose to draw? I mean, wouldn't that be the most like like what if you like what if you win the die roll in a modern tournament and you go, I'll draw first. Your I, opponent I keeps the wrong hand. Your opponent keeps like the crappiest hand against burn, and then you go turn one goblin guide. They're like, wait a minute, what is this? Why did you draw first? Like, I think it would be a really good way to like. Mind screw your opponent, and and get you an extra card. Which, like you said, you know, drawing cards is important. Having as many cards in hand is important when you're playing burn. I don't know. I think I I think I like I.
1: Oh. No, I to, I there's absolutely it. no. You could try it. I should try it. <laughs> it will it, be a very quick lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Goblin guy does not get better on turn two.
0: Oh, it gets so much better on turn <laughs> <Yeah>. two. <laughs> I know about Goblin Guide. I just mean in terms of, like, having that extra card. Because I always find that the land drop is, in my opinion, in playing Magic, Mm -hmm. no matter what style of deck I'm playing, I would rather have the land advantage than the card advantage. Like, so I will always choose to play first, even if I'm playing blue-white control. Hmm. Always. Like, I I mean, I played blue-white control in a tournament. Last year and chose to play first every time I had the choice.
1: Oh, and in, in constructed, sure. I mean, in limited, if in limited I,
0: every time, play first every if I, time.
1: If I know the opponent, if, if like I have like a grindy kind of mid range control deck, and they do too, with like not a lot of early action, I'll 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 choose to draw. Mm. Like if I know they're not going to kill me and it's just going to be a war of attrition, then yeah I'll, yeah, I'll take the card.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I won't. I'll take the land drop. Oh, I want to advance my plan.
1: Burn is effectively a combo deck, so I think it was Ari Lax that said that he liked Infect because it was a combo deck where it ran multiple pieces, but like there's only like I forget how he put it, but basically all your cards work towards the combo. It's not like you know three specific cards. It's not just Splinter Twin and you know two different types of creatures. It's basically mm-hmm. creatures and pump spells, and that's the combo. And so, like half your deck is the you know part is part of the two card combo, and the other half of the deck is part of the two card combo uh, of the other half of the two card combo. Um, and and burn is like that, except basically every card in your deck is part of the combo.
0: <laughs> right, um, right.
1: Which is you know that's that's why I like the deck. But um, yeah. no, no blood moon. And I, I said, you know what? If it comes to it, fine, I'll lose to the amulet combo deck. Maybe even then, it's not that bad of a matchup. Right. It's probably only like 40, 60 in their favor. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, so did not...
0: you run did you run deflecting palm sideboard?
1: I couldn't find any. I didn't have any. I couldn't <laughs> find them. Damn. I wanted them. Uh, I think they're I think it's great. I think it's very versatile. Um, it's it comes in versus uh, affinity when they try to combo you out. That's a really nice surprise for them. Versus Infect, obviously, because they can't, you know, find some Vastwood or Apostles' Blessing protection from it.
0: Does does Deflecting Palm deal the damage, or does the creature deal the damage? Deflecting to
1: Palm deals the damage. Okay, that would be
0: really. that would be really interesting to... Uh, infect. To infect them.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, essentially you're doing the same. It doesn't really matter because, like, it's, it's trivial to get them down to 12. Mm-hmm. And right, right. If you have one card that deals ten or something like that, you're going to be okay. Because see,
0: I would love, I would love to have that card, and I'd love to play it and go,
1: ooh, ah, ah, like you know. Mm-hmm. Also, it doesn't target.
0: Make them get down with the sickness. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Didn't want to finish it, but you did. Uh, you did anyway. I had to. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, boggles if anyone's playing that.
0: Which you shouldn't.
1: It doesn't target.
0: Under any circumstances.
1: It's you're right. No, you're right. It's choice.
0: That's pretty good. Oh, Cancels. wow.
1: Yeah, so it's like a skull crack. <laughs> wow. Cancels out the life gain and deals it back to him. Buys you wow. a turn. Uh, same with, uh, it, it also comes in in the mirror match. Because it yeah. effectively counters their spell.
0: Is it spell didn't. too? Or is it only Any creatures? source.
1: It's just source.
0: Oh my god.
1: So, I mean, yeah, you could use it on their... God, t- that card is good. <laughs> you could use it on their creatures, but it effectively counters one of their spells, so it deprives them of dealing you damage. And uh, just, yeah, it's counter spell. It's like counter squall for whatever damage they are going to do to you.
0: Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Man.
1: Uh, it's really versatile, but no one there had them. And oh, sucks. uh It was funny. Someone, like, saw me sleeping up the deck, and they're like, Listen, I want you to be honest with me. Do you have any Feed the Clans? <laughs> and I was like, listen, I, I, I honestly would give them to you if I, if I did, but no. <laughs> they saw me sleeving up burn, and they're, uh, they were playing uh, Abzan. and <laughs> wanted to feed the clans for their sideboard. <laughs> That's really um,
2: funny.
1: Anyway, so yeah, uh, the tournament itself. Yeah. Uh, round one played against Tron, which is an excellent matchup, but uh, and, and I was, I was on the play, and even I just had a nut draw. Including a skull crack, which was very good for their turn three. Yahtzee the, the Tron. <laughs> Get yep. the worm coil engine out. Yep. Skull crack it on the swing. And then I was empty handed at that point, and they're at four top decks of Boros Charm.
0: That's what you do.
1: Of course. Every time. Easy. That's no what problem. You
0: do. Yeah.
1: It's a skill game.
0: <laughs> I don't agree with people thinking that top decks are lucky. Mm-hmm. No, no, they're not because your deck is built so that when you need a card, you draw the card. Like, like well, this is I, like,
1: I set up the game state for that out. I mean, I'm like, listen, uh, this isn't looking good, but I can let them swing skull crack it. And if I top deck a Porsche, Charm, I win. So I'm going to mm-hmm. play to that. <laughs> and you know, this, this is the exact sequence of, of, uh, spells I need to cast to get to that game state. And that's what I did. So, hmm. Whatever. And then, you know, game two, Molten Rained there to, to break up the combo and it was great. It's good. Uh, round two played against Infect, which is a really good matchup. And yeah, even I eat see the it. He had Searing Blaze which is just awesome. I think I was oh, running yeah. a, I was running a Searing Blood instead of one of the Deflecting Palms, which is also really good. Mm-hmm. And the um, destructive revelries were fantastic. because hmm. uh, I think he was running multiple um, Wild defiance, and then they yeah. they bring in the spell skites anyway, so that uh, was fine. So one two my first two matches, and then there's only five rounds because there's 15 people. So basically, if you get to three wins, you get to, you get into the top eight. So I had basically three winning ends to go. <laughs> Wait, was it was it top
0: eight or top four?
1: Top eight. We were one person away from just having a top four.
0: So it was 15 you said or 16.
1: Uh, I. I wanna say fifteen might have been sixteen. I can't remember. It
0: had to have been sixteen, because I'm pretty sure that fifteen would have been a top four.
1: Oh, uh, then it must have been sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Round three, guess what I was playing against. What? Amulet combo. Huh. Yeah. How'd that go? Um you know, better than you'd think, but not as well as I would have liked. <laughs> yeah, I lost.
0: Should have had Sundial of the Infinite, man. I, I just okay. got him. in the, wow, I couldn't help you. I couldn't help you. I just got him in the mail today, so mm-hmm. I got a playset of him sitting right in front of
1: me. So, so what does that do when they cast a uh, turn to Primeval Titan? How does that help you?
0: Oh, it helps. Believe me. Oh, it helps.
1: I'll keep it in mind. So that's fine. Whatever. I go to two and one. Um, next round, you know what I played?
0: Amulet combo.
1: Yep, only other one in the room. I got to play both of them. Jeez. Please. <laughs> it went to game three, and it was it was very close, and it got incredibly confusing because at one point he had to cast just a hive mind without any of the packs out. Hmm. And uh, I think he had a Thrag Tusk in play, and I had multiple creatures, and just had to do weird stuff. Thrag Tusk. Yeah, man.
0: Oh, why is he gonna do you like that?
1: It's rough. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I, sucks. I, was, I was trying to play to my outs, um, yeah. but eventually he drew a Slaughter Pact, but did not realize it was a Pact, and like would have won him the game on the spot, oh. so he actually passed, passed the turn, and like I could swing in for lethal, effectively, but he would block with his beast token, and then pack the unblocked creature, because it would have killed him, and so I was like, well, he doesn't realize that he has the combo right now. So I was in because like he otherwise he could have just blown up one of my creatures on his turn and then upkeep I lose the game, right? Right. Uh, so he passed though he didn't realize he's like he only thought of it as a, like a doom blade.
0: So he actually had the hive mind out though.
1: He had the hive mind out and it was
0: maybe he was just trying to still have all these you I don't know.
1: And that's I guess that's why you keep playing because I swung with multiple goblin guides and got uh-huh. to see the pact on top of his library but did not concede.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: Because um, I don't know. I was just like, oh, yeah, it's a slaughter pact. He's like, uh-huh. And I was like, okay, I'm going to keep playing. <laughs> Zack natural. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and he untaps, and he's like, okay. And he passes the turn. And I'm like, hmm, this will definitely force the issue. Because if I swing, because I, I had two creatures with two power. He had one blocker, and he had a slaughter pact in hand. Right. And if I swing, he has to cast it. And so I I swung. I don't know why. (laughs) Like, I I didn't know what to do at that point. Like, I I was still, like, you know, 1% to win the game. Right. Up from zero. (laughs) Right, right. And so, (laughs) but I swung anyway. But the the thought got into my mind where it's like, well, maybe I wait and try to just draw a burn spell. Maybe he just doesn't realize it. (laughs) Right. Because he obviously doesn't. Otherwise, he would have just won that turn.
0: Right. It's crazy.
1: So, yeah, I wasn't really sure. (laughs) But I stupidly swung and then. Lost my second winning in for the day to go to round five, where I play the mirror match and I get core firewalker out game three and just win. So, yep.
0: yeah, yeah, well, that's that's what you've got, you know, that's that was the plan. So, it is you the were plan, yeah, that. yeah, that's good. Um, you know, and and as much as I joke with you about sundial of the infinite. Um, I actually do think that it's a decent sideboard option for the affinity list that I'm looking to put together. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul Rietzel, I don't remember what his exact place was, but uh, he posted a tournament report and an explanation on his tempered steel affinity list on Channel Fireball. And this is what happens, by the way, when Star City Games cancels your quote lifetime premium membership, mm. <laughs> because uh, Yo, MTG Taps had a free premium membership, and it was a allegedly lifetime. Uh, but it, I went, I tried to go on it the other day, and it was expired.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> My lifetime expired. Okay, anyway, so I was like, well, what's good on Channel Fireball?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so I was looking at Channel Fireball lists. The thing uh, that I liked was this list and the Tempered Steel, and it runs Dispatch main deck. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, what do you do about a turn to Primeval Titan? Well, you Dispatch that, and then you stick your Sundial. Okay. If if you're playing the affinity deck that I'm planning on building. So 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 there is there is a deck that could use Sundial efficiently against the amulet combo deck, which I guarantee you at this point after you lose into this deck twice in a five round tournament with sixteen people in the room, mm-hmm. I guarantee you two sundials are gonna wind up in my sideboard. Guaranteed.
1: And I guarantee you that's still the wrong decision.
0: It's a great decision. It's a great decision.
1: Okay, so someone played Tempered Steel Affinity then at the Pro Tour. Because I was, like, seeing it in um, – I tested the deck online a little bit, some 8-man cues,
2: mm-hmm. the burn deck. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I tweeted about what I thought I was testing the burn deck, and instead it was my stupid Doran Glittering Wish Mardu Ascendancy deck. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you still won, right? I still won the 8-man. 3-0'd it. <laughs> Don't
0: awesome. Don't know
1: how that <laughs> happened.
0: <laughs> it's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think that just means Doran's good and Zoo is good right now. That, that's what mm-hmm. that means. It's essentially a Zoo deck. Um, yeah. Okay, but yeah, I saw someone... Like, they, like I was like, this guy's just dead. What is he do? Oh, Dispatch? I haven't seen that one in a while. And then they played yeah. Tempered Steel, and I was just like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, the, the deck basically uh, seeks to uh, take away a lot of the... It's basically pre-boarded versus, like the five cards, I don't want to like quote his whole article here, but he basically said that he pre-boarded against like the five cards that are most disastrous for the deck. Um, So like, you know, stony silence and things like that, because it, it just having one of those out really gives uh, the deck like an easy way to come back mm-hmm. from certain things. And then just basically negates other strategies. So he just goes all in on zero drops and then plays Tempered Steals so that he can just, like, you know, have just big, beefy creatures and not have to worry about, um, you know, their, the opponent having an answer for the deck itself. Um, anyway, I, I thought it was a really cool idea. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at adopting um, the list. And uh,
1: Thank and... God for destructive revelry.
0: Yeah, no, you've got it. <laughs> yeah, you've got it. but uh, But not everybody else does, you know, so... Uh, He said there's still some things that are really, you know, not fun, but I like the idea. I I, I like it enough to, to give it a whirl, and that's the thing. Like I said, I like the fact that I have a deck that I can adapt, you know, and it's like, it's Affinity. Affinity still does what Affinity does, but I like the fact that there are other versions of the deck to try. And I think that trying them all at some point is just good practice, if nothing else. But anyway, round five. You played against Burn. You made the top eight. Yep. Great. Uh, uh, yeah. So how'd that go?
1: Eh, yeah, not so hot. <laughs> I played against, uh, I was matched up against, uh, so the top eight actually was pretty good for Burn. Um, other than the fact that there were two Amulet combo decks in top eight. Yeah. Uh there a one Abzan, one Splinter Twin, a Merfolk, and an, an Infect deck. And then I can't remember what the last one was. <laughs> Um, but they were mostly, like, decks I, I wasn't afraid of. E- right, even right. the Amulet combo deck, I yeah. have a puncher's chance. And uh, Splinter Twin's not the worst matchup on Earth. And the rest I thought were good matchups. Infect's a good matchup. Abzan's a good matchup. Uh, I thought Merfolk was a good matchup. But, uh, yeah, I win game one. Um, game two, I mold a six, and I have... And this is, like, like just barely keepable. Three lands and three spells, no creatures. Mm-hmm. So it was like Boros Charm, Lightning Helix, Lightning Bolt, I think, and yeah. then like three fetch lands, and that's not really doing a whole lot versus merfolk on the draw. Yeah, <laughs> mm, I probably should have molded that, but it was like it was extremely close because uh, you take away one of those lands, and that's a, like a five card hand that I would keep. So kept it, got run it, got run over. Like when you're casting your burn spells, like in not Searing Blaze spells on their creatures, you've already lost. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was doing that, and yeah, lost. Uh, game three, uh, was an interesting decision. Um, so the sideboard plan, even though I, I started to make a sideboard plan before the tournament, that's been one of my goals for the year. Mm-hmm. And I did that for most of the major matchups, but I did not for Merfolk. Right. Um, but I just kind of pretended it like it was zoo and, um, took like on the draw, I took out all my Eidolons of the great revel,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but on the play, I put two of them back in because that card just bad. Like if you're on the draw against them. Um, because they can just, they're going to race you and you're going to lose that race on the draw, but on the play, you can actually get ahead of them and burn them out. I think that was the plan. <laughs> so I left two of them in and, uh, I had two of them in my hope. I drew them both in my opening hand. Oh God. And, uh, I, but I also had like a, um, uh, I, I had a pretty, the rest of the hand was pretty good. I can't remember the rest of it, but it was like, you know, it was like a two lander and then all gas. So I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but he had the worst possible opening for the, the double Eidolon hand. Uh, it was turn one, mutivolt Aether Vile. I was like, well, wow. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a card.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Make my Eidolons completely one-sided.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> uh, and you get in under the Eidolon too, so <laughs> it, it deals no damage to you. And I'm like, I'm I'm gonna run him out because I need creatures to deal damage, but it just got super dicey at that point. Because didn't you
0: say he copied one of yours? Oh
1: yeah, he phantasmal uh. imaged in and copied one because like he had a, the lead on life. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had to like you know cast my searing blazes and stuff like that, oh, on his lands <laughs> because he just didn't need them because he was turning them you know muta into merfolks and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was that was pretty ugly. Um, and yeah, he eventually it. phantasmal image so that, like I had to deal four to myself to give his phantasmal image double strike. So it would die. It was bad. <laughs> I, I, it, 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 you know, I still leave the two in just because they only have four aether vials mm-hmm. and I'm not going to play it, like, you know, that that's the best possible opening against that, hand, that specific hand. If you draw those two. Right. Uh, right. And so I'm still fine with it. But uh, yeah, that's how I lost game three.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that seems pretty
1: <laughs> pretty rough. I mean,
0: what can you do? You yeah, I'm
1: not, I wasn't too I wasn't too salty about. It. I'm like, yeah, that happens. <laughs> you know, that, that'll happen. You, you, yeah, you play enough Magic, uh, these things will come up, and that wasn't even that unlikely a situation. It's a it's a plan that wins most of the games, but not all of the games. And mm-hmm. uh, you can't be upset when you're on the other side of it. But I do feel great about the deck, and I feel like you know, with burn, I can tune it, and I feel very confident versus just almost any any opponent, any deck, no problem. Mm-hmm. So That's
0: good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, you know, and two, two PPTQ top eights in two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's good. Scratch it at the door, man. <laughs> They're going to have to let you in eventually. We'll see. You said you might go – there might be another modern PPTQ this weekend? I think so. Cool.
1: Although I've I really can... been liking the Doran – tokens deck (laughs) i've been testing out a lot i should not shouldn't even should not do this but i really like it (sighs) (laughs) i know that's that's i won't i won't actually take that people
0: are totally ready for burn everybody's playing burn you should totally be on to that
1: nah yeah i know two of people are playing burn so now i can play doran with main deck spell skites
0: i think i'm gonna be uh trying that affinity list SCG Houston happened this weekend mm-hmm. and uh, it was standard and neither one of us have been playing much standard at all. I mean, we actually had, as we about this before we started recording, we actually had an episode, I guess last week or two weeks ago, where we didn't even talk about standard once. I think like we mentioned blue black control once, but it wasn't like it was like totally in passing. I couldn't even tag the episode with standard because that would have been misleading. I couldn't believe it. Like, I mean, this is like a this is basically a standard show. I couldn't even believe that like we didn't <laughs> even have, like we couldn't even tag it with standard. But we haven't been playing much standard. You know, we played in the sealed PPTQ, and you're jamming some modern and standard. As I don't even know like what the deal with standard is. It's just something's missing. I don't know what it is.
1: I, I don't either because the form hat has anything you could possibly ask for. Yeah. It has aggro decks, it has mid range decks, it has control decks, it even has combo decks. It, I don't know why I can't I think it's because the deck I was on was the most is now the like the most played deck.
0: <laughs> I'm so over it. <laughs> I know. Yeah.
1: Standard is over. Yeah, so like red white aggro is now, uh, at least at the SEG it was the most popular um archetype by far on day two so i i think that's why i was i liked it when that was a good choice and it beat all the matchups and no one was really playing it because I, I just like to have that as an advantage that it's a deck that not everyone's playing although a lot of people are playing burn in modern but i still feel like it just doesn't matter
0: <laughs> right right just that good of a deck uh
1: at least for at least for now <laughs> yeah right um even though I'm waiting for it to be hated out, but it just hasn't happened yet.
0: Just uh, splash black, rain of gore, man, Reign of gore.
1: Oh man, that's so. That was one of my outs that I was like going back and thinking about. It was uh, holding up like a fetch land and just trying to bluff that I was I had the Rakdos splash so I could pay for the slaughter pact, <laughs> <laughs> or holding up because um... I, I think I had four lands out at the time. And I could have just held up a, a fetch land, but yeah. I, I all my searing blazes were out, so I just wanted to si- like you know thin my deck. So into turn I was just fetching,
2: because
1: mm-hmm. um, normally if you, if you have you know if it's game one you have four searing blazes in the main deck you don't you don't crack fetches for no reason because uh, you, you might need the landfall. But I right. is you know this is a sideboard game so it didn't matter. But I could have held up additional side uh, additional fetch lands to because I had a like a stomping ground out. So I could have made up. it look like I could fetch for another one and pay bluff. for the Bluff yeah. the
0: Blood Crypt, yeah.
1: <laughs> bluff the Blood Crypt or Bluff the Double Stomping Ground to pay for Summoner's Pact. Ha! Huh. Wow. <laughs> so to shut off two of his potential uh victory conditions.
0: Oh my god.
1: Um anyway, totally irrelevant, but just fun little mind games to play.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Um what, what were we talking about? Red White Aggro.
0: Yeah, yeah, standard in general.
1: Yeah, I think that's what I would play. I would still choose to play red-white aggro, um, mm-hmm. or just sit down and try to hammer out the best Whisperwood Elemental deck, but I think everyone beat me to it because the winner of the tournament was Red-Green Devotion, featuring four Whisperwood Elementals. Uh, it, it's running a bunch of mana dorks, four Elvish Mystic, four Sylvan Added, four Voyaging Satyrs. Okay, uh, four... all right. Um, four Eidolon of Blossoms, and four Nykthos. So a lot of ramp. It's only splashing red for four Crater's Claw and uh, sideboard Xenagos, God of Revels.
0: Right. Oh, the god.
1: Yeah. Not now,
0: even the uh, the Planeswalker.
1: I think there was a deck tech, because that was the one that won. There was a, deck t- a green-red deck tech that ran with Zinigos, um the Planeswalker, and that's a great ramp spell. People forget about that, but that's an amazing ramp spell if you're already running a bunch of uh, mana creatures. Yeah. Um, and then, the but the deck that won, and so that, that deck, the the one with the Zinigo's Planeswalkers, was not running Ugin. The deck that won is running two Ugin. And okay. two Genesis Hydra.
0: <laughs> Word up.
1: And four Crater's Claw. And yeah, like I can get Anasinx. behind that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can totally get behind that. Uh,
1: both versions are running four Whisperwood Elemental because it's just an amazing creature card. That was the the basis of my stupid blue green manifest deck was that uh, it was it was a goofy concept but I thought my edge was realizing whisperwood elemental is a good card before other people had but I, I really like whisperwood elemental and this is probably the best shell for it because you get to run that card and you also get to run the broken shell of Nykthos doing stupid stuff probably I'm not gonna play it though Re- green, green devotion is just not my cup of tea
0: I'm looking at mono green I think it's uh...
1: This is essentially mono green. It's only splashing for Crater's Claws. Yeah, which is I, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good mana sink.
0: It's pretty neat. I kind of just want more Genesis Hydras though. <laughs> that's just me. But that wins the game outright though. I, yeah, I can anyways. Them. Yeah, killing them is nice, but I like to mess around with big creatures.
1: Um, I feel like if you kill them, you'll win more often, though.
0: What? Oh, it's so, yeah. w- winning is overrated.
1: Second place was uh, kind of an interesting Jeskai Tokens build that actually got rid of all the Goblin Rabble Masters.
0: Oh, and replaced them with Mentors?
1: Yeah. and all. Uh, yeah, so three Seeker of the Way, one Soulfire Grandmaster, that's kind of normal. And then four Monastery Mentor instead of four Goblin Rabble Master. And I mm-hmm. kind of like that in that Basically that deck just wants to operate with a Jeskai Ascendancy in play and Monastery Mentor acts like Jeskai Sentencies 4 through 8. Mhm. Where you just kind of go off. Right. Um not to the same not to the same extent, but Right, obviously. Yeah. And this it you know, it runs uh Oh god, doesn't does it not run Outpost Siege? That's just a crime. That's why I didn't win. Just <laughs> running the one Chandra. No, that's just wrong. Absolutely wrong. Oh, well, there you go. If, you know, if you want to win an SCG Open. Although I think Chandra's actually in a pretty good place right now if everyone's running the red-white aggro with a bunch of tokens in it.
0: Because it, of the ping.
1: Yeah, that actually becomes a lot more relevant. Yeah. Um, there was a GP in Europe, and they were asking all the the pro players like what the new cards in, in, in Fate Reforged they were most impressed with, and uh, Martin Yuza. You know what he said? What did he say? Outpost siege. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sweet card.
0: Yeah, I, I like the card. I like the card. It's just fun to give you a hard time
1: about it. I know. Listen, I didn't go crazy. I really like the card, but I I realized that it wasn't it wasn't me liking the card and also thinking it's gonna like take over, like, you know, multiple formats or have the potential to. So I didn't didn't go crazy.
0: Yeah, I uh, only bought a play set of Sundial.
1: Yeah. Well I bought I bought ten outpost sieges. Yeah. Hey, it's actually gone up. Has it? Yeah. Oh man, I should have gone crazy. <laughs> I mean, no. It's like yeah. so it's a dollar eighty right now.
0: Oh, that's actually pretty good though.
1: That is good. I pre ordered them for fifty cents, so sweet. All right. Made it on <laughs> my ten outpost sieges. Jesus. Well shoot, Jeez. I'm running hot on these things. <laughs> Well now the next one I'll be due to to really mess up. And yeah. lose a bunch of money. Yeah. Because I'm like, "Listen, I can't lose." Yeah. I went from <laughs> rabble master to Jeskai ascendancy to, to outpost siege. Well, I'm just a genius that's that's infallible. And then right. yeah, and then I'm just going like, "I'm going to get a second mortgage and I'm buying well, have they spoiled any of No, they haven't. They have not. Okay, I'm going to spoil it'll be collector's card Number 24, whatever that is in the new set.
0: That'll be white.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, no, it's got to be a red card.
0: <laughs> I know. You better go deeper. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're right. Jeez, in a, in a large set, too. I don't even know what that Yeah, you,
0: you can't evaluate non-red cards, Stephen. <laughs> yeah,
1: that is true. Look at how
0: terrible you thought Frontier Siege was. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, man. That is uh, true. <laughs> I mean, you like... did. You you had it, like, last on your list. I did. <laughs> you had it last. You had it ab- below the black siege.
1: I did. <laughs>
0: My God, man. Anyway, now, you know, like, like I was saying about us being kind of bored with Standard, It really, if you look at Channel Fireball's site, it seems like they're kind of bored with Standard, too. <laughs> because, like, one article in the past, like, week or so even has anything to do with standard everything else is like modern 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 draft modern well
1: they did just get back from a modern pro tour that's all they're testing
0: that's true yeah i guess you're right uh but now the one cool thing that i saw from um from the one standard article is uh there was let me get the actual author name so i can give a little credit here Um, James Fazolari, uh, was talking about, uh, blue white heroic Mm -hmm. and, uh, the, the, the one interaction I just wanted to mention that I just would have never thought about in a thousand years was, you know, he was talking about how badly the deck performs against Stormbreath dragon, you know? So one of the things that he does is he puts a one of Stratus walk in his main deck so he can use it as like a mini falter effect on Stormbringer. <laughs> I was like, man, that is just brilliant. I would have never thought of that.
1: Oh, speaking of which, um, so I think it was Tannen Grace who did the the green red devotion uh, deck tech for Star City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got three of sideboard card for blue white heroic that I thought was pretty cool. Briber's purse. Briber, ugh. Cause it's colorless. You can't God's willing it.
0: Oh, that's foul. Oh, well, that's the, yeah, that's foul, man. That's the problem with like Ugin and Ugin's plus ability
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that you can't God's willing it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. I was like, I was like, kudos. That's that's, you know what? Hmm. One point One point is it. awarded to you. Hmm.
0: Well played.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you troll. <laughs> I hate to do that.
0: I actually when I start a match on hearthstone, I say greetings and then squelch <laughs> I squelch I don't even I like I've stopped even listening to their reply. I'll just go my greetings squelch and I don't ever get to hear what they have to say.
1: you don't you don't say the well played as you hit them for lethal that's sometimes like, I'll, sometimes, sometimes, I'll oh. <laughs> sometimes I'll do
0: that sometimes um, I'll do that
1: that's like the person that's like um, on Modo where. Like they're winning the game and they're very quick to to enter with the the good games, even if you know, you're a screw screwed or whatever.
0: Well my favorite thing is when uh when somebody's taking a long time to take their turn, mm-hmm. just spamming them with hello, just greetings, 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 like as much as fast as it'll let me do it. <laughs> like if they're just taking forever to take their turn, like I'm like, man, why are you being like, Hello, I'm over here just do your thing but that's like pretty much I'll only I'll only get really aggressive with the emotes if like I just feel like they're playing like like total crap like in terms of like just not playing with any sort of respect in terms of like just letting the clock run out and, mm-hmm. you know or I'll just like if if I start beating someone and then they just stop like they'll just like let their turns play through you know they'll let the timer run out instead of actually passing turn.
1: Oh yeah.
0: I'll just I'll just start spamming them with the threaten, <laughs> like over and over and over and over, and then like and then I will leave, like I'll have lethal damage and I'll just have the the attacker pointed at them for lethal <laughs> until the timer just about runs out, and then I hit them and then I threaten again. But uh, for the most part, I've stopped listening to my own my opponent's uh, emotes because it just doesn't. What's the point? Like, really, what's the point? I don't care. I think that's all we have to talk about.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, if it, okay, so if you're gonna play a standard tournament, what would you play?
0: I'd play green black devotion, or green yeah green black constellation, or mono green devotion. Yeah. I'm sticking to my guns, man. I I, I mean like th- that's the thing is like I think that if Dragons of Tarkir is going to be like a dragon-heavy set. I think that like going like hopping in on on a devotion deck and sticking with it is going to be the most solid plan going forward. I just want to play mono green devotion, or I want to play green black constellation, Um, because I think that those decks have really good engines, and I think they are they can get very big, and they can play Hornet Queen, which I love. What about you? What would you play now that you're no longer playing red-white because other people are playing it?
1: Oh, I don't know. Maybe Mardu. <laughs> just add black. I like Butcher of the Horde.
0: Yeah. No, Butcher's a great card. I can't fault you for that. Correct. But also, I mean, now what is now what does is, what is Mardu add
2: mm-hmm. that
0: helps you fight the red-white decks? That's what the real question is because it's not really about, like, I just want to play something no one else is playing. It's like you obviously got to play you got to make a change that is going to allow you to beat the decks that people are playing.
1: Uh, so you can side in Anger the Gods. You can.
0: You can side in Anger the Gods in, in playing Red White, though.
1: You can play Crux of Fate.
0: Okay. But are you going to. I mean, like.
1: Oh, wait, no. They're playing four Storm Breath Dragons. Man, Red White's just too good.
0: Yeah, like, why would you change? Like, why would you, don't change just to change.
1: No, I'm gonna do that. That's exactly what I'm gonna do.
0: Change if you're, if there's a good reason to change. Like, change if, if, like, if Mardu has the answers that, like, just having a mirror-breaking answer didn't have, you know, then change.
1: I will change for arbitrary and ultimately (laughs) self-destructive reasons. That's what I will do.
0: I know that's what you will do, mm-hmm. but we're discussing what you should oh,
1: do. Oh, should do. Yeah, I should tune red white or something. Or maybe Naya. Yeah. Uh,
0: now, you were on Naya before, anyway.
1: Yeah, have my cake and eat it, too. There you go. Got my red, got my white. Now I got the green.
0: What's the green do?
1: Whisperwood Elemental.
0: Okay, alright, alright.
1: And Chord of Calling. Because so you get to do oh, that with Lord all your, like, you know, Call. use, use your, all your mana dorks. Yeah. Cord in either a Perforos or a Whisperwood Elemental, or if you need to gain some life, a Wingmate Rock, or if you need to blow up an enchantment. This is great. I love Cord. I want to make a Cord deck.
0: We've we've talked about this. I, I don't like the card, but I get why it's good.
1: I don't know why we hate uh, Standard right now. I don't hate Standard. I'm just ambivalent about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't hate Standard. I don't think anything has to change. Oh, no. I think that it's really the fact that, like, the format's just going to change again in, like, two months. I'm kind of like, oh, whatever. We are so never happy.
1: Nope. Oh, it's
0: too long between sets. Oh, it's too short between sets. Like, what the f***? Sorry. I think it's because all the...
1: (laughs) um, Well, I was going to say it's because all the decks are more based around... Individual card power instead of uh, card synergy, which is usually what kind of decks I like to play in the standard is mm-hmm. stupid synergistic. Like, that's why I was trying to make blue, green manifest work. Yeah. Because that's, you know, a stupid synergy based deck. But, like, Whisperwood Elemental. You know what synergy is? You cast Whisperwood Elemental, and it's a good card. <laughs> right, right. Um, or Brimaz, or Goblin Rabble Master, or Siege Rhino. Um, I guess the only one that, that really fits the criteria of like synergy would kind of be the blue eyed heroic deck, but I mean, that's just an aggro deck. Mm-hmm. So I think it's because all the decks kind of look the same, but they're in different colors. Yeah. And like, I guess they're like individually powerful cards, but then somehow this blue black control deck is competitive and it looks like the most underpowered control deck of all time. I mean, I mean, like those cards are so bad.
0: Yeah. They really are like it's 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 a it's a control deck that you just can't be super excited to play. Right? Like
1: you just can't blink once. If you let one threat through that you don't have an answer for, it just folds.
0: Mm-hmm. Just
1: a house of cards.
0: Well, next week I'm almost certain we will be completely out of content. Um, so join us when we power rank our favorite uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia episodes. Um, and uh and I talk, talk to you to about
1: m- the dangers of improper sleeve maintenance.
0: Yeah, and I talked to my cat for 15 minutes and he talks to you. Join us next week when we're joined by out my cat.
1: Which tokens are the right guest. tokens for you? <laughs>
0: uh, funny, you should say that because I just bought a pack of my little pony trade uh playing cards. To use as tokens yeah. um, because they're kind of awesome and they go really deep on all the different characters. Um, so uh, I'm just going to end with this little short story. Uh, so uh, Ryan Gurmore uh, texted me the other day with a picture of a uh, sunset shimmer Chandra Nalar altar and, um, and Sunset Shimmer is one of the characters from uh, My Little Pony, Equestria Girls. And I was like, and I, he texted me a picture of it. I was like, oh, Sunset Shimmer. I was like, that makes me happy. I'm like, or or is that Sunset Shimmer? And he's like, oh, you're, he's like, I just thought you'd get a kick out of it. And I was like, well, yeah, but I'm legit trying to figure out if Sunset Shimmer would be a unicorn. I mean, she uses magic and everything, but I don't think she had magic inherently. I'm pretty sure that Equestrian Magic came to Earth when Twilight Sparkle came to Earth. But I could be wrong. So that actually happened. So there you go. That's
1: You're asking the tough me. questions.
0: That's my life. So anyway. Yeah, which tokens are right for you next week on YoMTG Taps? But until that time, we are YoMTG Taps.
1: Stop bitching. Start brewing.
0: Start brewing ideas for next week's episode. Bye. Kind of with
1: self-defense legs wipes alcohol toss molotovs throwing dynamite now they get caught up in a hype for being so uptight zag wicked jeans was i'm a mean mug right strike android they can combined combine jenkins outlined the highest price hip-hop you rep vaguely i'm consistent fresh daily i maintained a quiet life during open mics expectations is too high. dreams holding it i've lost friends and loved ones couldn't cope with
0: YoMTG Taps is available every bloody Friday forever on legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us yoMTGtaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr yoMTGtaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter at yoMTGtaps.com. Follow me on Twitter at omgwtfbhjftw. Follow Steven on Twitter at m00npi. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.